ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, celebrating motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Are you ready for some football? Three cheers for football season being here. (laughs) This episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood is brought to you by Football Matters. If you love the game or have someone in your house who does, you'll want to know all about the Football Matters campaign. So stay tuned. Hey friends. So fall is officially in the air, which means it's time for football, apple picking, pumpkin, (laughs) cider, all the sweaters, all the good fall stuff. All the knee-high boots. Yes. Um, scarves. Well, that's, I mean, that does sound like perfect in Minnesota stuff. Um, but here in sure Arizona, <laughs> here in Arizona, we've got the football, but we're still wearing flip-flops and tank tops. <laughs> but at least, at least the temperature is basically under a hundred consistently now. So that's great. Which in Arizona, like under a hundred feels like you should wear your boots. Well, I remember when you were here, you had this thing about tank tops and scarves. Yes. Like only in Arizona is there the tank top and scarf season and it looks okay. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. We're, well, we're not really there yet, but we're almost to the scarf part. But. It's it's just a trick that Arizonans <laughs> play on themselves exactly. to feel better about their fall season. In, fa- in fact, I have to kind of tell myself, this is the time of year I really need to switch from iced coffee to hot coffee yeah. just to get myself in the mindset. But really it is still warm enough to drink iced coffee all the time. Right, <laughs> <laughs> But the other phenomenon around here is this is the time of year here in Arizona. I start to see my neighbors again because <laughs> yes. we've all been trapped inside because of air conditioning. But now people are out walking their dogs, riding their bikes. And we can actually like, oh, I remember you. I haven't seen you in a few months. <laughs> Which is so funny. That happens to us in the winter months, right. you know, like people start coming out in the spring and you're like, wow, you've grown. <laughs> 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 something's different i haven't seen you for months <laughs> oh, you had a baby oh great okay <laughs> right right well gosh well speaking of neighbors um fall is one of my favorite times for lots of reasons but especially to gather my neighbors and it's no secret i love to enter- uh, entertain that's your I really thing do. girl you do love it yes. um but you know i know there are a lot of moms out there with little ones who can't really get their heads around opening up their Messy houses with sticky floors to a crowd of people. Yeah, and here, here's the deal. I don't always open up my home. There are plenty of times that I entertain, <laughs> and the door of our home doesn't even open. Like, I, I talk Stay about, away. <laughs> I talk about this in my interview with um, our guest today, but I consider our cul-de-sac like an extension of my driveway, essentially, mm-hmm. which means that I have lots of space to gather people. <laughs> right. And I knew you were going to mention your cul-de-sac. <laughs> and it's one reason why, Steph, I know when you when we landed this gal for interview today, you were freaking out. Yes. She's been on my have to have her on the podcast list for a while. <laughs> and honestly, I am such a huge fan of her. And I have no doubt that soon you're going to be a fan of her as well. Well, her, she has a name. It's Kristen Shell. And you know what? She put a picnic table in her front yard, painted it turquoise, and began inviting neighbors, friends, and even strangers to hang out and do life together at the turquoise table. Yeah, and a new concept of hospitality unfolded in her neighborhood. And before long, the turquoise table led to an amazing movement 
of front yard people, just ordinary people who long to create community right where they live. Yeah, and today there are thousands of turquoise tables all across America from California to Maine in all 50 states and 13 countries. Wow. Turquoise tables have become a symbol of hospitality, a safe place to sit down and connect over a cup of coffee or glass of sweet tea. Kristen lives in Austin with her husband and her four kids, and we recently had a chance to chat. So here's our conversation. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today, Stephanie. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, I have been eagerly anticipating our conversation because uh, I do believe that we share a heart for building community and intentional neighboring well. And so um, I love a kindred spirit on the podcast. Seriously, I I do. I, I feel like we're kindred spirits. Finally, is what I get to say. You know, finally, we're together. Yay. Well, uh, tell us, uh, myself and our listeners, a little bit about your family, where you're located, how many kids, what ages, that good stuff. Sure. Well, we Tony is my husband. We've been married 21 years and we live in Austin, Texas, and we have four children. Our oldest son, Will, um, is not very far from home now. He's a sophomore at the University of Texas, just across um, the, the the city. And then our three girls are still at home. Anna is a senior, Ellie is a junior, and Sarah is in seventh grade. So that is, um, that's what most of my days look like. Yes, well, which means probably a decent amount of carpooling around. Right, right. <laughs> Although I know, you do I have to- a couple drivers. I do. I have. So and that changes everything. Oh, my goodness. In fact, we finally I, I you know, I used to say I lived in the minivan more than we were around our kitchen table. Um, and we finally retired the minivan. I think it might have had one mile left on it before it, you know, it for, before it went into the ground. And um, and so there's hope for those of you who are in that minivan season that it does <laughs> come to an end. I did ask my husband this weekend. Coincidentally, I said, how many more years are we going to be driving this minivan? <laughs> right. And I mean, I don't, I mean, my husband just would always look at me and say as well, you know, as many as it takes. Right. Yes. Yeah. He was like, uh, until it doesn't work anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be driving it's- it when I'm 70. <laughs> exactly. No, you won't. You won't. Cause you I know, won't. It, so well, you it won't last hope. that long, but, <laughs> but, but there is hope, right? <laughs> that is too funny. Well, uh, so we've got, uh, Three, I have three girls as well, so we've got that in common. But um, the main reason why I wanted uh, you to come on the podcast is talk to talk about your heart and love for hospitality as well as building community where you're at uh, in your neighborhood. So uh, has would you say that your kind of mission, personal life mission of hospitality and community building has been something that has been your life's calling like? forever? Or where do you say, where would you say that that started? Well, it probably has been, but I didn't see it and I couldn't recognize it. Right. right? Cause I was so busy, especially having, you know, four little bitty children. Um, there was a season where I just questioned everything. What am I supposed to be doing? You know, I mean, I, I'm a mother and I'm, I'm taking that um, seriously and living it out, but is there more? And so um, once the kids really started school. You know, at least one or two of them started school. I had a little bit more margin in my life to sort of say, how can I how can I live out community 
right where I am right now in this season? Because there's a tendency I think we all have, and I still have it, is to kind of wait. Wait until, you know, the kids are older or wait until the house is, you know, painted or wait until, you know, I have, a, you know, 20 more dollars a month of disposable income or whatever it is. There's always this excuse that I'm just going to wait until things are dot, 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 right? Mm. Yeah. And I just didn't want to wait anymore. I just felt like, you know, I was missing out. Um, I like to say during this season of when the kids were really little and I was living in the minivan, literally, um, that I was going really wide with my friendships and in community, but I wasn't going deep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I feel like you're what you're saying about waiting for the dot, dot, dot season um, to for this conversation's sake, love your neighbors and serve your neighbors or build deep community. Uh, I I heard someone and gosh, I can't even remember who it was, but saying that, you know, so much of life we wait for the next season, like, oh, this next season will be better in these ways because X, Y, Z. And she said, what if you actually just kind of consider each day to be a different season? to some extent, because um, there are days that are a little bit chaotic and you're like, I just can't do anything beyond like survive right now. But tomorrow you'll have maybe a little bit more breathing room for whatever reason, or you wake up because you've gotten more sleep. And I do think that that changes our perspective when we're like, you know what? Each day has its pros and cons and has its seasonality to it in and of itself. And so I think when you step back and say, okay, like, what can I do today uh, to deepen those relationships or love my neighbors, uh, then it makes it a little bit easier to not go years and not have deepened any relationships because you just all of a sudden you look back and you're like, what just happened? How am I so far into this? Right. And I think, too, one of the things that especially as women and busy women, working women, mamas, we need to remember and to remind ourselves the difference in entertainment and hospitality. Mm. Because entertainment is where, I mean, if you just look at the words straight up, you know, it's it's to put on a show or it's to entertain, correct? Now, I love to entertain and to have people into my home um, and and to to serve and love them well. But hospitality is different. Do you, did you know that the Greek root, what hospitality means in Greek is love of strangers? And so it's just loving others, loving others well. And that's a little bit different. It puts the emphasis on the guest and on our neighbors or our on our coworkers or on just whoever is right in front of us versus look what I am doing. And so it kind of gets us out of that Pinterest mentality and the, you know, the, oh, this is magazine glossy beautiful um, and just into a real life practical, like to your point, what can I just do today? What mm. can I do? What's right in front of me? That's easy um, that I can do to just make someone feel welcome um, or to know that in this busy, crazy, chaotic world, they belong. Yeah. Sometimes I have to remind myself when I'm tempted to think that hospitality has to be entertainment as well, or I'm searching on Instagram or Pinterest and I'm feeling like, oh, that's what it has to look like if I'm going to invite people into my home. I have to remind myself, step back and say, okay. When I am invited into someone else's home, what judgments am I casting on them? 
like nothing. I nothing. literally, I mean, if they brought in Domino's pizza, I wouldn't care. I would be, be so thrilled, thrilled because you didn't have to cook dinner. Right. Yes. Yeah. And if their house was a mess, would I care? No. Like, I no, prob- you feel you feel relieved. You're like, oh, thank goodness. Me too. Right. You know? Right. So it's so fascinating that we put such high emphasis um, on what we're going to bring to the hospitality entertainment kind of table when we're inviting people into our home. When the reality is we don't have those same expectations of other people at all. Oh, it's so true. Just this morning, um, uh, we, I um, have a similar kind of setup community to what y'all have. And um, we call ours the Turquoise Table Community. And it's an online community of people who across the country have tables and are trying to get to know their neighbors well. And listen to this conversation that we, I mean, literally, you know, just a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. we're having, we were trying to come up with simple ways to, uh, one of our community members wanted to know, how to how to like love the dogs well. Now, the dogs and pups in our neighborhood. Remember, we're outdoors a lot. We're trying to meet our neighbors. And it was the most simple thing. People came up with ideas like put put a water bowl out. That is so easy. We yeah. all have an extra bowl we could put out to love our, you know, dogs. Um, somebody said, you know, put like a carabiner underneath your turquoise table so that people when they stop by can attach their leashes. And mm. it was like Sometimes I think we overthink things so much. I call it analysis paralysis. Yeah. And so I don't know about you, but like sometimes I'll think, I think we all have a desire and a longing perhaps to have community or have people over, whether it's a work group or, you know, children's play group or whatnot. And so we get, we start, you know, the wheels start turning and we think, oh, you know, I'll do this. And then we start to try to find a date. And then we start to try to find like, what will I serve or what will we do? And then you, you know, you, you go into all these, what if, what if, what ifs, and for an hour, you could spend your brain, you know, and you're exhausted before you've even ever even sent out an invitation. Right. And so sometimes the most simple thing to do is just show up. And it sounds so counterintuitive to show up empty handed. Um, But what if we just sort of texted a few friends and just said, come, you know, with no agenda, no, I mean, order the Domino's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Domino's app is pretty fantastic, by the way. You can see like when it's in the oven. When it comes yes. To your house. Yes. And do you know what, too? If you call your local Domino's and you tell them that you are a group, a neighborhood group that's meeting pretty frequently or a work group, they'll give you this great discount. And hey. so I know, right? Look at, look at so, Domino's is not sponsoring this, no, <laughs> this no, podcast it, episode, but we're no, just they're not. But believers. they should, right? <laughs> but it just works. So. Yes. No, I love that. Well, okay. So you spoke just briefly about your turquoise table community yes. and really the movement that you have created out of the desire to get to know your neighbors. So tell us a little bit about how that started uh, and what you're currently doing with that community. So this all started you know, six years ago this fall. So um, I was, like I was saying, just sort of in this sense or this season of where I felt like I was going really wide in my friendships and relationships, um, but I wasn't going deep. And what I mean by that is with four children, you know, there were four different friend groups, there were four different schooling groups, you know, then Tony and I each have organizations and business um, you know, entities in which we were volunteering and very involved. And so all of those, you know, were wonderful. And so if you kind of did a spreadsheet or a, you know, I always say my, my Christmas card list was huge, but my daily activity and connection was shrinking because there wasn't time. And so I was going wide and not deep. And I knew that that, that I was missing out. Right. 
And so, but I didn't know what to do about it. And, and I, I, I was, you know, I tried having, you know, book clubs or I tried doing more. And what I learned was that maybe I needed to do less. And so this is the craziest thing, but I was having a backyard barbecue with a friend of ours. With a, our, we were just having, you know, 20, 30 people over and I needed an extra place to put people to sit. And so Tony told me I didn't have any budget, so I couldn't go out and buy patio furniture. So I ordered from Lowe's the most simple pine picnic table, just like you've seen everywhere, that ordinary picnic table. Mm -hmm. And they delivered it. And when the delivery guys brought it, they put it in my front yard and came over and asked me, is this where, you know, where do you want this? Because it's heavy. And I mean, when I saw that picnic table out front underneath the tree, I thought, oh my goodness, what if, what if we left that table out front? Hmm. And what if we just used it as an ordinary place to have the pizza nights, hmm. to have some of the birthday parties, to use like, okay, how about this mom's? For all the glitter projects instead of at the kitchen table, yeah. let's just go ahead and do those outside at the at the table. Yeah. And so I had this huge epiphany, like, what if? What if this place, instead of adding more, what if we were to do our ordinary things that we were already doing, but what if we were to do it in a more visible place? Our front yard, our mm -hmm. place that might invite, you know, curiosity, other people to pop in, stop in. And it was just a huge hypothesis. And so I painted the table turquoise because that's my favorite color. Mm. And we did. We we put it in the backyard for the party and then we brought it back out front. And that was six years ago. Mm. And, you know, today there are thousands of turquoise tables in all 50 states. And even I think we're up to 13 or 14 countries. Awesome. And the, the point is that I obviously wasn't alone in feeling like I was going deep. I mean, going wide, but not deep mm. and needing a simple place to connect. And so now I call it the greatest hospitality hack ever because you can invite people by, you know, you don't have to clean up the house. There's no like major preparation. You're outside yes. and, um, and it has just worked. It's now served. It serves now really as sort of a reminder, sort of a talisman of what it can look like to have simple hospitality. Mm. You're genius. You're right. It is the best hospitality hack. <laughs> Nobody's coming in and, your house. You know, and like everything, it was like there was no planning. Like, of course, right? You know, it was like, and 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 everybody in business and and entrepreneurs will, uh, you know, agree the best ideas are one that meets a personal need first, right? And then it, of course, it resonates with others, and that's exactly what happened. You know, yeah. And it's so simple. I mean, a picnic table. Yeah, you right? did paint it, but such I a did paint it. simple yeah. act of invitation, you know, inviting community to be a part of your life, um, which I love because I think to our earlier point, you know, we make it so uh, almost impossible to meet an expectation we have of what it needs to look like to serve our neighbors and to build community where stick a pick a gathering spot. Right. For people. Well, and I needed to learn. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit hard headed. And so I think that I had a bunch of lessons to learn on, you know, just that that truly, you know, don't make it hard and simplicity, you know, really is the key. And those are hard lessons to learn, especially as, you know, mothers and as entrepreneurs and businesswomen, you know, the world wants us to 
achieve and we have to. I mean, we have, you know, benchmarks and 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 things that we need to do to excel and achieve, but relationships are a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't achieve those, you actually nurture them and and live them. Mm-hmm. This episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood is brought to you by Football Matters. The National Football Foundation created Football Matters in 2018 to celebrate the positive impact the game has made on millions of players, coaches, administrators, volunteers, and fans nationwide. Through digital storytelling, it spotlights and explains the many benefits football brings to communities, schools, families, and individuals and the opportunities it provides to those on and off the field at every level. You can follow the campaign on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just find at Football Matters or check out footballmatters.com. Now back to Steph and Kristen Schell. Now tell me a couple different uh, ways that you've used the turquoise table to build community in your neighborhood. So I like to say that it's a it's a blend of spontaneity and then planned events. Okay. So sometimes I'll just go out there. And now, I mean, like I said, it's been out in our front yard for six years. And so people know, like, you know, in my neighborhood. Um, but at first, I would just go out and and sit. And it would take, you know, a little bit of work I had to do or um, a book. I tried never, I, I tried always to um, leave digital technology inside. So I try not to take my laptop out or even my iPhone because you know, as, as, as we know, we live in the digital age and mm-hmm. we're the most connected era in all of history. And yet statistics say we're lonelier than ever. Mm. And, you know, technology is incredible, um, especially for, for conversations like this. Mm-hmm. But when we use it in place of real connection, that can get in the way. So we have like an eye basket now, like an eye, like iPhone eye <laughs> yeah, basket. Yeah. So we keep that there for when people come over. But so at first, though, I would just go spontaneously go out and I started meeting neighbors immediately, immediately. Yeah. You know, people would be walking their dogs like I talked about earlier or, yeah. you know, people that would jog by every single day. And so even if they weren't stopping, there was this sense of community that mm. that, that would happen. And then there were there's planned events. Um, The very first planned event I had, I texted some friends and in the neighborhood who I already knew. And I figured I needed to let them know, you know, why this turquoise table was now in the front yard because all the husbands were going to be going, oh, my gosh, what are the shells doing? I mean, there went there goes the neighborhood. I mean, who puts like a turquoise table in their front yard? Right. So I invited them over. And here's here's a funny little scenario that I think everybody will agree to. Like, okay, let's assume there's five or six of us that want to get together. Mm -hmm. We all enjoy each other's company. We're friends. And we say we all pull out our, our, you know, our our smartphones, and we say, let's get together. Okay, there's a little bit of shoulder rising and tension that comes up, right? Because all of a sudden you're like, okay, are we talking 2022? Like, when are we going to get together, right? (laughs) Right. And there's this sort of, and so the the first kind of miracle was that when I texted all of my neighbors, my friends, it was like, I think I texted them on a Tuesday and it was for a Thursday morning. I was like, pop by the turquoise table, come on your way to work, come on after school drop-off, just come. And everyone came mm. like that was like, you know, spon- you know, it was spontaneity, but it was also um, it was also very planned. And so I expected when they got there 
that they would think that the idea of the turquoise table was kind of cool, kind of zany, kind of Kristen. You know, this is fun. It'll be a great place for us to, you know, feed the kids before, you know, bath time or whatever in our neighborhood. What I didn't expect, Stephanie, was that all of them would order turquoise table or picnic tables right then and there and paint them turquoise and put them in their own front yards. Hmm. And again, it was just that my need was your need, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we belong in community with one another and loneliness is real. Mm-hmm. I never, ever would have thought I was lonely because hello, with a husband, four children, a dog, and you know, like a, a million things going on. I didn't feel lonely, but loneliness, the definition is lack of meaningful connection. Mm-hmm. And so that I was having, I was having a lack of meaningful, deep connection. Hmm. And the turquoise table has changed that, which is just, I mean, it just, it still takes my breath away every time I say that. Yeah, no. Well, I, I love that. Um, I personally do not have a turquoise table in my front yard, although I'm very tempted. Um, But I do think that my, my cul-de-sac is my turquoise table. (laughs) I've kind of like taken over the cul-de-sac for any type of social neighborhood gatherings. I'm like, you know, it's just an extension of my driveway pretty much, right? Right. Um, But you're right, like creating just a space and a simple invitation uh, is such so it's so easy, but so so overlooked. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think probably what's also important for people to know um, likely about your story of um, serving and building community in your neighborhood and as well as mine is that I don't live in a neighborhood of all young moms that have young kids. I mean, we have a very wide spectrum of neighbors in our neighborhood. So we've got a widow. We have an older couple that's been dating for 20 years. We have a younger couple that just moved in that is dating. We've got some young families. I mean, we've got the full spectrum of people. And so it's not that like these are all people that I would naturally run into and spend a lot of time with. Um, But I have been so amazed how, what a gift each one of these relationships have been on our lives. And it's only because we have Put ourselves out there. We get ourselves out in our front yard more often than a lot of people because I want to know our neighbors. I want um, my kids to see us serving the widow in the corner and having her into our home for dinner uh, because I want them to be adults that grow up to be like that too, that see the needs of others. Uh, but you have to go first, you know, as right? the parents. So Right. And that's, and that's sort of our mantra is people say, how can I get started or what do I need to do? And I'm like, the first thing, somebody does have to go first. And yeah. so, you know, chances are, if you're thinking about it, it's you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lucky you, <laughs> lucky you. Um, and so, you know, but the, but the true, the true simple fact is, is that we have to show up and, and it's not as daunting or as hard as, as we think it is, you know, and, and that's what our community does now is we just, we help each other you know, like start, you know, somewhere and whether, yeah. you know, only, you know, what works in your neighborhood. Like, like you said, my neighborhood is um, very multi-generational. Yep. It does not, it's very diverse. We've got a large university here. And so we've got lots of university people um, in the neighborhood. And, and I love that, but here's what I, here's the trap I fell into. I was kind of smug and proud that I knew a lot of my neighbors. 
But I knew the neighbors who were just like me. Mm. Those moms who I first texted to say, come over. And, but then I sort of felt this, this tug, this, this nudge to, yeah, but what about all the other neighbors, mm. you know? And so I'll tell you, mentioned the, the widow. Let me tell you a really quick story that will never, ever make the evening news, right? <laughs> I mean, right. but this just kind of tells how ordinary and, and beautiful things are. So I was talking earlier about how dog walkers, you know, come yeah. out. And so you think, okay, well, what is putting out a dog bowl, you know, at a picnic table in a front yard ever going to mean, right? Yeah. Well, I met Elizabeth that way. Elizabeth is, and I would never reveal a woman's age, you know, without her permission, but, yeah. but she's, um, uh, she's, she lives alone in our cul-de-sac and she walked, um, she no longer walks her dog, but she walked her dog three times a day mm. when I first put the table out. Now I knew where Elizabeth lived. We had waved and we were, you know, friendly, but I did not know much about her. Right. right. Well, over the over the course of time, I can see the turquoise table from my kitchen window. And so when I knew that, she, you know, it was like clockwork, she would begin her walk. I would just go out and just make myself available. I would show up. Nothing else. Okay. Nothing. And when I was out there, she, you know, I had the dog bowl. She'd stop and Clyde would, you know, stop and drink some water and she would sit down and rest. And over the course of six years, that has turned into an incredible friendship. Hmm. Nothing more yeah. than just being available. Yeah. So much so that, hold on, I'm going to cough. I'm sorry for your <laughs> editing purposes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're fine. Okay. So much so that over the course of six you know, years, we've built up an incredible friendship. And here's what, 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 what has transpired. Just a few, few months ago, we had a horrible, horrible storm hmm. um, rage through Austin and electricity went out, you know, trees were falling and it was, I was awful. We were scared. And, you know, I mean, I'm an, an adult woman. Well, because our power was out, we, there was no noise, right? So there was no air conditioning. There was no white noise. There was nothing. And in the middle of the night, and I was loosely sleeping, you know, lightly sleeping because, the, you know, everything was kind of chaotic outside. I heard this tiny knock on the door. Hmm. Help me, help me. Hmm. And I, you know, I woke up Tony. I said, oh my gosh, that's Elizabeth. And I ran downstairs. There she was, you know, dripping wet because it's pouring outside in her room, holding, you know, Clyde. And hmm. she knew to come to our house. Hmm. She didn't have a flashlight. She didn't, but she knew this was, she knew we'd be here and she knew it was safe. Hmm. And like I said, that's never going to make the evening news, but mm -hmm. You know, I was able to tell her what had happened, that the electricity had gone out. I have all of her children's phone numbers and my cell phone. And so I was able to text them and just say, storms in Austin, your mom's here, it's safe. And again, it what we do in our front yards matters. Hmm. And so that's a different, there was no entertaining going on there, right? Right. There was pure hospitality. And, and it started by just showing up and being available. Yeah, no, I I love that um, because you're right. It started with us simply making yourself available, even just for a conversation uh, right. and developed into a relationship that, um, you know, I'm sure has blessed both of you just equal, equally. So right. I love well, that. And it, it wasn't a quick fix. You know, I think also we get impatient. You know, we yeah. want, to, you know, we think, oh, goodness, I want to know my neighbors. And yeah, um, 
you know, chances are your neighbors are never going to be like, you know, your absolute best friends. You might find one or two that you really click with, but it's still important. It still matters. And not just when the electricity goes out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me tell you about a story of how we have served our neighbors. So we moved into our neighborhood four years ago now um, from Phoenix. And uh, I, we didn't know our neighbors for the first couple of months. Honestly, you're just kind of getting settled in. And um, this was the first time that I was really feeling a nudge to intentionally pursue relationships with our neighbors. Uh, So I decided to host what I called a fall festival. um, And I, with a chili cook-off, uh, in our garage and then our cul-de-sac, because as I said, our cul-de-sac is practically my driveway. Right. <laughs> and I just threw it out there. I didn't even do an evite or anything. So I had no idea how many people were going to show up. And I tell you what, we had 80 people show up to this fall festival. And ah. so many people had said, you're new to this neighborhood. I can't believe you're doing this. And we're like, we just don't know anybody. So we decided this was the best opportunity. And so we've continued doing that uh, since that first fall that we were here. And here's my tip for especially moms of little ones, moms of any kids, honestly, make it super easy. Like when I throw out the idea of doing a fall festival, I think people think like, oh my gosh, there's no way I could ever execute something like that. Well, here's what my husband and I do. We literally clean out our garage, like By that, I mean sweep and make it not totally unsightly. Um, We put some tables up. I don't provide any of the food. Everyone else provides everything. So they sign up to bring chili or cornbread or drinks or whatever because everyone wants to come not empty-handed. So they're wanting to bring something to contribute. And our contribution is the invitation and the space. And that's all. Like, they literally just come. I mean, now we have 100 or so people that come every fall. And it is one of the most precious times in our neighborhood because you are meeting a need of whether it's a widow um, or it's a young family. um, It's really a great way to celebrate our community. So, well, and you're exactly right. I mean, first of all, I mean, to have that many people show up is it just speaks to the need. They were hungry and they were hungry for more than just chili, obviously, although I bet the chili is really, really good. And I'm a Texan. So, you know, I've got high standards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But the other thing that I really want to point out too, because I get this a lot in our community is I'm new. Mm. I'm new. I've just moved into the neighborhood and I don't know anyone. Somewhere in our culture and in our thinking, we we have it in our mind that, that, that others are going to come to us and welcome us. And that often happens, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and yay when it does. But that's not a hard, fast rule. Mm-mm. I will tell you, I see over and over again, people like you who are new, you don't know anyone. And so you take the first step, right? You mm-hmm. know, you may have to be that one. And so there's, you know, we need to rewrite the narrative a little bit that I'm going to sit and wait for my people to come welcome me. Chances are, like we said earlier, you may have to go first and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I I do remember reading a little bit of your story and that you had been in your neighborhood for a lot of years before you put the turquoise table out. So I think the same is true for people that, you know, have been around their neighborhood for a while, but are listening and like, 
wow, I don't know any of my neighbors. Now it's going to feel awkward. <laughs> no, so. you know, that's the thing. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about seasons. And, you know, there's no perfect time. The perfect no. time is now. Right. Right. Because, you know, and and for those who have younger children, I have older children now. And and it's not better or worse. It's just different. But no. if, if we have that false narrative that, you know, oh, it will get better, easier. I will have more time. It's not going to. Yeah. You know, and so it just it, the time really is now. Mm. And especially, you know, when um, well, I can't speak for Minnesota weather <laughs> that's about to not be so beautiful. <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, in Texas, we're finally able to go outside again because, you know, it's not quite so hot. Yeah. Um, but one other fun thing, too, when you were talking about, I love the fact that y'all just provide the invitation in the space because that's such an important reminder that we don't have to do it all mm-hmm. and that we rob others of the joy, you know, when we do it all. Yeah. Right. And so, like you said, they want to bring things. One of the best evenings that we have in our neighborhood is a clean out the fridge party. Ooh. Okay. I'm Tell telling you, this. we now have rules that clean out the fridge. Like that means you cannot go to the grocery store and buy stuff. This is not where you get to prepare, you know, your mother's favorite casserole. There are plenty of times for that, but this is not it. This is literally show up with your half a box of crackers with, you know, the the wheel of brie that's, you know, you, it's stinky. <laughs> so you don't know if it's good or not with a ton of grapes with leftover brownies from, you know, the, the school thing, whatever you have. You just bring it. And let me tell you what, it is A, so much fun. And B, we've never had only a night full of brownies. We just keep hoping for it. We keep hoping that everybody will show up with the same thing. All, right. You know, only dessert. It's never happened. And we always have enough. And it's always perfect. Yeah. I love this. I need to do this. Not in the winter, but <laughs> no, not in the winter at all. But, you know, but, you know, you know, put up some space heaters and close your garage doors. I mean, I'm kidding. I know it's Minnesota, but, <laughs> but, but, it, but even if when you invite people inside, you yeah. know, then it's like, okay, clean out the fridge, bring what you got. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just so whimsical that people, they love it because then the pressure is gone. Yes. I love that. Well, I'm, I'm for sure going to do that. I do a winter kind of mom's um ladies night at our home um in the you know when it's freezing outside and we don't see our neighbors for months on end uh and I tell you what the first time that I did it I just very like randomly sent out an invitation a couple days before and we had such an eclectic group of people that came but we had 20 women in my living room and they stayed till midnight and Kristen I do yeah. not stay up till midnight. I turn into a pumpkin at nine. So the oh fact gosh, that like, they were all around and enjoying each other's company, multi-generations, uh, it was so beautiful. So, uh, well, I, I love this. I'm inspired by you and the work that you're doing with the Turquoise Table community. And um, I just uh, am really imagining these listeners of ours going and um, continuing to bless their communities uh, based on our conversation. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. I've got three Just Add Sprinkles mom poll questions I'm going to close out our conversation with. Uh, So they're kind of just quick questions uh, for you. So the first one is, what's a great book, movie, or show that you recently discovered? Ooh, okay. All of these things. So um, the, the most recent book I read is called Celine by Peter Heller. Okay, and he is a he's a great novelist. Um, and I, without giving too much away, because everybody can Google it and find it, 
I love it because it's um it's not mystery because I'm not really into mystery so much, but um the protagonist is um is a strong woman who's about 65 years old. And usually we don't have protagonists, yeah. you know, they're all young and whatever. Right. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful kind of suspense, but not like jump out and get you suspense. It's okay. a great story. I love it. Well, we'll definitely link to it in the show notes so people can check it out. Um, okay. Second question is, what is the last thing that you ordered on Amazon? Uh, a book for my daughter, Sarah, and it's called The War. Um, Oh my goodness. It was for her seventh grade reading. Um, I can't remember. I'll have to give you the, yeah, you'll have to, you know, but yeah, it was a book. It was a book for, it was a book for Sarah. Okay. I love this. Well, um, I've had quite the, I think somebody told me they bought gerbil food on Amazon one time. You can buy anything on Amazon. (laughs) Of course you can. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I actually saw a meme recently that said, um, if only the Amazon delivery truck played ice cream truck music, all the moms would come running out their doors with their hands in the air for the Amazon delivery, man. I know. Uh, I feel like I kind of do. I mean, some days it's like, you know, hey, Paul, you're back. I mean, because, okay, here it is. It's, uh, the war I finally won. Okay. And so it's coming today. Oh. And um, it's the war I finally won. It's the sequel to the book that she um, had to read for school. Okay, cool. Awesome. There you go. Uh, okay, the last question is, uh, because our podcast is about celebrating motherhood, which is why it's called Just Add Sprinkles, uh, yes. I want to know one way that you are celebrating motherhood these days. Uh, with my girls who are still at home, and their fall activities. I have two cheerleaders. Okay. And one volleyball player. And and so we, I mean, we're going to celebrate today at a pep rally. We, um, I have the kids over and the team's over sometime. And so, I don't know, there's just something about participating in your kids' sports, you know, kind of not, not directly with them, but I just, I don't know, I'm celebrating their involvement and what they're doing. So I guess you could say I'm cheering and celebrating what they're doing this fall. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Fall does bring like this crisp renewal of our souls, I feel like as moms do. Yes, I believe that too. So that's awesome. Well, Kristen, you are a joy. Uh, Thank you for all of your wisdom and your inspiration. Thanks for being on the show. What a joy to be here. Thank you so much, Oh, Steph, thank you so much for introducing us to Kristen Shell. She's amazing. Her book, The Turquoise Table, Finding Community and Connection in Your Own Front Yard is available wherever books are sold. Yes, you definitely want to get your hands on that and check it out. And we'll also link to it in our show notes so you can check it out right there. But okay, mamas, uh, whether you invite the whole neighborhood over or it's just you and your kids, uh, don't forget to stop to celebrate the little and the big things that happen every day in this motherhood journey and just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.